Hi, guys. Thanks to this episode of Nick Egan Times. On this episode, we have an awesome guest. We have Abby Volman. Abby is new to the comedy scene in the midst of the most chaotic times any of us have been through. Volman is and her online presence are the comedic clickbait we are all needing to see in order to laugh in the face of all this chaos. Plants, pets, and paper products were purchased and rescued and welcomed into our homes at an unusually high rate in the past year, and Volman was no stranger to that trend. Being an outside-the-box kind of girl, Volman rescued a better fish. Yes, you read that right. She rescued a better fish. Welcome, <laughs> Abby, and thank you for coming on my podcast. <laughs> thank you. It's a, great, it's a great intro. Thank you so much, Jess, for writing that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. How's it all been going over there? Every, everything's going good. Um, the fish is doing fine. You know, we're doing great. Talk to me. Um, um, talk to me. How did you get into the fish? Talk to me about that story. It. It, it was a complete accident. So I, I have my own place now, but before I lived in this apartment, I lived with another girl and she had a fish, but she never took care of it. And it just kind of like, it made me feel bad. So I started like caring for the fish and then I named him and I was like, well, he's my pet. Um, and he's a resilient little thing. Like she never fed her fish or anything. Oh, my ringlet's dying. Uh, she never fed her fish or anything. And, like, I just took him. And then he survived the freeze, the freeze that hit Texas in February. And I was like, he's golden. He's, some people's fish, like, died during that. And he survived, so. Well, that's amazing. Um, fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, how has your life, I guess, personally and professionally, professionally, sorry, should I say, been since the pandemic hit? Um, I would say, like, it went through, like, a ton of transitions, like, everybody, you know, kind of, like, lost all sense of reality, and that is what happened to me. I was living alone in Los Angeles, and, like, the way, um, the way, like, California in particular responded to the pandemic made it very, very much feel like the world was ending, which is fine, but I was like, you know, stuck in my room. I was non-essential. They don't want comedians on stage during a pandemic. So I, I moved to Houston, Texas, which is where I'm from, to be with my family. Uh, and then I got to Texas and I was like, what the heck? You guys, like, the, Texas, like, almost never shut down, which... Um, which was interesting. So I stayed in the house for like a few more months. And then like, as soon as like vaccines and like masks and everything were like easing up, I finally started to do shows again. And like, I felt like my purpose in life was like restored. Incredible. Incredible. All right. Let's just jump straight into it. Tell me about your life growing up and I guess, yeah, how it all began for you. Yeah. Um, so I was born in Los Angeles, California. Um, but we moved to Houston when I was still pretty young. Um, I love growing up in Houston. It's a very diverse city. So all of, uh, all of my classes growing up, like in school, I graduated with kids and like we all looked different. All of our teachers were different. Just you get exposed to a lot of different, you know, types of people and like different personalities and that is, especially with, like, the current, like, state of events in America, something I'm very, very grateful for. 
and I've been reflecting on that a lot. Um, but yeah, growing up, I was I was a theater kid, so I did musicals, uh, took dance lessons, ballet. Um, but I always kind of like I would always get cast as the comic relief, essentially. So I'd only get leads if we were doing like absurd shows or like gimmicky shows, I guess. Um, and then uh, my dad is also an actor, so that's kind of how I got into acting, and that's how I was introduced to comedy and. From there, just kind of, I just kind of always knew. Yeah. I didn't always know that it was going to be stand up until like I tried stand up and I was like, this, this is it. But I knew that I was going to be on stage. Yeah, that's amazing. How do you write your jokes? So, where, do, where does the inspiration come for the jokes? Uh, life. <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody described my comedy as like, like, Abby's, like, reading from her diary, which is a little bit true. I mean, it's mostly true. So I'll base all of my jokes in an experience that has happened to me. Um, and then, of course, you embellish, exaggerate, or deliver a certain way for, um, you know, the stand-up part of it. But um, what I've noticed, my style of comedy is, like, a little more storytelling, like, point-of-view-oriented. So it's not necessarily what I'm saying is inherently funny. It's my attitude or my stance or how it affected me that people find humorous, which is, which is fine. I, it stand up is like a conversation and it's really enjoyable to feel like I can go on stage. I'm just going to talk with my audience and they're going to get to know me and they're going to be like, she's funny. She's a little cuckoo, but she's funny. And then, you know, build that rapport. No, that's really impressive. What, do you get nervous standing up in front of the crowds doing stand-up? Yeah. Uh, I, like, I don't ever get, like, paralyzing stage fright. But um, when I write new jokes, uh, I get nervous to tell those for the first time. And I get nervous to go on stage um, when it's, like, important. I normally get, like, excited, nervous, but I, when I was, I opened for Nick Foon uh, last month in August, and I was, the whole day, I was like, ah, ah, oh my god, okay, you have to go on stage, you have to do well, like, he's traveled all the way here, and, you know, like, make it worth his time, and um, once I met him, and he's a very, very chill dude, just, like, very, like, zen LA person and i was like oh okay i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really good really good what are some of the best memories you've had so far um obviously since it's began for you the journey the comedic journey <laughs> one of my favorite um one of my favorite times that i've been on stage was um i did a i did an art gallery show it's called Look But Don't Touch. Uh, it's out here in Houston. And it was the first show. And I was just doing, I was just doing like a hot 12-minute set, which is, you know, which is great. Uh, that's a very comfortable time length. But the crowd was just, they were there. They were ready to laugh. All of the comics on that show, like, brought the thunder 
So I was set up for such success and it was just 12 minutes of just straight murder. Like it, to this day, like I haven't murdered like that since then. Um, it's like, I, I like obviously do well or I'll be like, oh, that was so much fun. But that was the most, that was the most fun I had on stage with an audience. They were just so excited to laugh and they were just so on board it was it was amazing it was awesome that's wonderful what um what other um comedians do you look up to or that inspired you um i know it's like not necessarily a good thing to say i grew up on bill cosby like i'm sorry i just did it was we had his stand-up special on vhs and so I want to be like, ah, Bill Cosby. And like, yeah, he could be like a bad person, but his special, that is like three and a half or two and a half hour special, Bill Cosby himself definitely was a part of my upbringing. Um, John Mulaney, um, amazing storyteller, um, very intelligent humor. And that is, that is the vein I want to, I want to be in is like intelligent storytelling you know creative writing kind of like taking a simple premise and like keeping your audience engaged and on board with something you're saying is it's so masterful the way that he does it um eliza as well i think she's a fantastic storyteller she has a lot of act outs um i love whitney cummings as well i think She's so funny, and I love her podcast. Uh, yeah, those are those are kind of like my big my big ones. Lucille Ball, Phil Stiller, I'll take those. Carol Burnett, the classics. Yeah, cool. it's just very funny to like have to give Bill Cosby some credit. Yeah, well, I guess professionally he was really good, <laughs> right? So right, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, what motivates you? What inspires you daily? Comedy is like, I don't want to say comedy is like the reason I get out of bed, but I wake up more excited to take on the day because if something inconvenient happens or if something, like if there's any chance for something to go wrong, you know, then I get to, I get to experience that and I get to comment on it and then it becomes material. Um, so it's like kind of weird. Because I don't want to be, like, a negative person. So it's very weird to be, like, the negative gets me out of bed in the morning. But it just, it's exciting. Like, I get, I wake up and I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen today that I can make fun of. And it's fun. Yeah, that's marvelous. Um, what projects are you working on currently? So what's, what's, what's the future look like? So with this closing out, 2021 um i just did a tour in los angeles now i'm in houston i'm gonna close up the year i think in orlando and then new orleans and then i might be home for a minute uh hopefully in 2022 there's like talks of like a special in the works wow um it's like like, I haven't signed any papers, so it's not, it's not, like, official, 
official, but like they're discussing dates and everything. And it's all very, very, very exciting. Um, and I am going to be touring, I believe in Texas come March, 2022. Uh, I remember I looked at that list. There were a lot of cities, Austin, Corsicana, San Antonio. I go to Austin pretty frequently. It's a quick little drive. So that's kind of what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the next year involves more travel than a special. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck. Um, yeah, that'll be amazing. You've got a special. And yeah, it's exciting. You know, you obviously, you know, on this good trajectory in the game of the comedy. So, yeah, the, the future's looking quite um, bright for you, definitely. Yeah, I'm excited. Very grateful. What, um, what do you like to do aside from comedy? What are your hobbies and passions outside away from that? I uh, actually recently, I started playing the drums. So I've been learning the drums for about five months now. So fun. So fun. I love music. I play the guitar and the piano as well. So I'm trying to start my own like one-man band. And the drums are just... Like, I look forward to coming home to play the drums. Yeah, nice. It's so fun. So fun. That's really what I do is comedy, you know, work and play the drums. I wish my life was more interesting, honestly. Oh, well, it's pretty interesting doing the comedy, you know, <laughs> and playing the drums. So, yeah, it's not too bad. What, um, what are some of the best learnings you've learned so far being in comedy? Uh, like lessons I've learned? Yeah, or, well, even what's even better? What's the best advice you've been given or advice you have received? Yes, I, yeah. I took a, I took a writing class in Los Angeles and the instructor within the first three minutes of the class said something that just connected all of the puzzle pieces in my brain at that point, I was still really, really new, like six months into comedy. And I was going to open mics and I was like, I'm not good at this, but I like it. So I want to learn how to get good. And I think it was just because I was being inauthentic and I was just trying to like write like really raunchy stuff. And it's just like, not me. And the instructor, she said, stand up is a conversation. Just talk to your audience. And I was like, Oh, 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 I, I, it felt like my brain, like, just connected all the dots. And I was like, okay, I can do that. People would be like, oh, like, I love talking to you because you're so funny or you're, you're quick witted. And then I would get on stage um, when I was first starting out and it would just be dead silence and like I felt like I wasn't myself on stage and I was trying to find you know like some comedians have characters and I was like I need to be myself how do I do that I don't know what it is she's magic and she said those words and like since then it's just been everything clicks so much better for me yeah, that's incredible. And yeah, I can completely understand what you're saying with that. You get that momentum, you know, when you're doing it and stuff. So yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, Abby, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, I do appreciate it. I think you're an amazing yeah. trajectory and I look forward to seeing your comedic journey that you're going through. And yeah, it's, it's really, it's really inspirational and incredible what you're doing. Thank you.
Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome.